Hello, everybody. This is Side Out. I'm your host, Jaren. I'm with Landon again. Yeah, back today on uh, NBA time. I know. We, we preview every single thing, every sport so far. Well, NFL. What we do? NFL, college, now NBA. We'll do a midseason on Sunday for NFL and college. So, kind of miss, miss baseball, but yeah, we did. <laughs> you know, I, I wasn't working there when you when baseball started. So <laughs> well, I mean, the playoffs. We did miss the playoffs, um, but. I, I think the playoffs have turned out pretty good so far. So, um, But, yeah, let's get into NBA. Um, like we uh, started, we start with top five. Um, and our top five, since this whole show is NBA, our top five is NBA duos. So, number five. Number five, I'm going really old with uh, Bill Russell and Bob Cousy. I um, thought about that one. I mean, the only reason they're not higher, they won six titles together. Russell has 11 on his own. The only reason they're not higher is how, like, small the pool was, how watered down yeah. the NBA was at that time. But regardless of your time frame, six titles as a duo is a ridiculous number. For sure. Uh, I also went with two Celtics, but I went Larry Bird and Kevin McHale. Um, I, yeah, championships weigh a lot to me, but they don't weigh as much to, as to me as other people. Hint why I have LeBron over Michael is the greatest of all time, but other people, you know, um, so, so, so I know they didn't win more championships than Bob Cousy and Bill Russell, but I think as a duo, they were better. Number four. Uh, number four, going with Moses Malone and Dr. J. Again, titles don't mean much here. They really yeah. only played like four or five seasons together, only took home one title. But those years, they were a dominant yeah. duo. Young Moses coming in with an established Dr. J. It was for sure a perfect storm in uh, Philly. Yeah. <laughs> My number four. Um, what only together four years, but they won two titles. Should have really won three, but won two. I went with LeBron and Dwayne Wade as my number four. Um, there were years that Wade was probably the second best player. I think in 2011, when LeBron joined him, he was probably third or fourth. Um, but you know, Wade's been one of my favorite players. He's obviously LeBron is my favorite player, but Wade has had an amazing career. Sad to see it be his last yeah, one. Yeah, it's, it's gonna be. It's weird. All the guys we kind of grew up watching or starting to retire in every sport it's mm-hmm. getting weird carmelo's <laughs> probably soon to follow and that was just right in that era mm-hmm. so number three number three uh i went bird mikhail at mm-hmm. three the i mean like i said titles when you're talking about a duo it's hard to say titles matter because mm-hmm. there's always could be a trio out there yeah but with them going toe-to-toe with showtime lakers mm-hmm. the rising bulls and the late 80s and still yeah. taking home three titles and bird i mean he's a top five player all time for just about for most people yeah i mean it's new they were a great duo even if you want to if you want to go trio i mean parish was there too but those yeah. two were the big the big two yeah my number three um you could argue there should be the number one um going magic and cream um individually i have them two higher than my other two duos um but because this is just them as a duo together, not them as separate players. Um, so I go Magic and Kareem. Obviously, everyone knows about Showtime Lakers. James Worthy was a part of that, though. So uh, so kind of like you, Parrish was a part of it. Worthy was a part of it. But I go Magic and Kareem. Number two. Number two, sticking with Lakers, but I'm going Shaq and Kobe. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were, they were the thing when I actually kind of started watching yeah. basketball. I mean, obviously – Michael Jordan was the thing, but that was almost too young for me to remember it at the time. Shaq and Kobe is what I wa- grew up watching. They were absurd. Yeah, but, I mean, it's kind of hard to describe what they did. Yeah. Like, just go watch them. Yeah, you have to watch them for sure. My number two, I want Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen. A lot of people have Michael Jordan as the greatest. I have him as the second. But Pippen's probably not in anyone's top 20, maybe top 30. Um, but together as a duo, they were great. They complemented each other well. Um, Scottie Pippen is one of the more underrated defenders of NBA history. He was an amazing defensive player, so and so was Michael. So they really worked great together. Um, but, yeah, another thing that hurts Scottie is a lot of these guys, they were there for the other one. When, they, when the other one played bad, the other one rose. The migraine game is going to always hurt. Scotty, because it was game seven, I believe, against the Pistons. He has a migraine, doesn't play, they get waxed. So um, that really hurts him. Number one. 
Well, I have Jordan and Scotty, number one. Um, I mean, you said all they were one of the more dominant duos of all time, and they kind of unlocked things for each other. Yeah. And that's part of why I think I, that I put them number one, because all these other guys, I mean, obviously Shaq and Kobe played off each other. But these, but like once Scotty got there, he unlocked, you know, Michael not always having to handle the toughest assignment, getting to play off ball more. Yeah. Getting to do all these little things that brought out the best version of they both of them. Really com- uh, complimented each other both really well. Um, Pitt, Scotty wasn't a great scorer, but Michael was. Um, Michael wasn't a great playmaker for other people. Scotty was. They're both elite defenders. Probably the number one, number two defensive player in the league when they play. Yeah, I mean, in two on the of same the top team. perimeter defenders all time. Yeah, so they really complimented each other well. Michael never won a playoff series without Scotty. Um, Scotty had a little more success, but without Michael, but still never yeah. won anything. My number one was Shaq and Kobe. Like you said, they were just so dominant. You just got to watch it because <laughs> talk about complimenting each other so well. They both, because people, Kobe's known for how he was a great defense player. People don't realize how dominant Shaq was on defense back then, too. Um, Shaq could run and jump back then, which was insane. He actually ran the fast break back then. Outside of Wilt in that era, Shaq may be the single most dominant yeah. force and player to ever step on an NBA court. Yeah, it, it was unreal. I mean, he was getting 30 points a night. It was like 30 and 15. Yeah, and it was and a four quiet, blocks. It was like a quiet 30 and yeah, 15. exactly. Yeah, so Shaq and Kobe were my number one. Okay, moving on. Our top 10 current NBA players. Number 10. Number 10, going Damian Lillard. Um, once, you got, him. once you get out of those top like four or five, there's – I had the top eight. See, I had like the top – Now, like, I couldn't figure out the order, yeah. but top eight, I kind of knew who they were. Yeah. It was the other two. That it kinda, was the bottom yeah. two that you're like, man, this could be like 18 different yeah, people. Yeah, especially 10. Yes. Ten, it was like, oh, I could go here, here. I'm with, with Lillard. I mean, he's Portland was. They should be rebuilding, but he yeah. kind of, even though he doesn't always, you yeah. know, he carries the team. There's just yeah. something about him that he can. Some of those guys, he's like, we're not losing this game, and goes out and does exactly. It. Yeah, I have him at eleven, but I have number ten, Paul George, um, just because he's so great offensively, but he's also great defensively. But what makes him number ten is he has moments where he does not play up to his potential because literally if he would just play to his potential every game, like most of these other ones, he's probably a top seven talented player, top eight. He's right up there with Kawhi, honestly, but he'll have his games like game six, big game where he goes two of 18 and it's like, all right, <laughs> there's Paul George. Yep. He was one of the um, guys I was also thinking about it. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. Number nine. I don't know, the man who is making more news than anyone right now, Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler. And he's another one I considered at 10. Yeah, he's – it's – I mean, he makes his money on the defensive end, really. I mean, that, that's player. his calling card, but he yeah. can still give you 18 to 25 a night, and if he's yeah. hot, there's no stopping him on the yeah. offensive end. Yeah, he's great. I went Kyrie Irving at 9 because um, you could argue he – I mean, well, I mean, Durant – besides Durant, but he, he might be the best offensive player in basketball, Kyrie. Obviously, Durant, because he's so tall, but because of his handle, because of what – he's probably the best finisher at the rim in basketball. Yeah. And he can shoot the three. He can shoot the jumper. Um, he Because he's so quick and crafty with his ball handling, creates space. Mm-hmm. He's unreal. Number eight. Uh, number eight, I got uh, Russell Westbrook here. He's He has all the stats, but you have seen what his team does yeah. with him and – I mean, he's possibly, besides LeBron, the most athletically gifted player to step on a court in probably the last 30 years. Yeah. But, I mean, he can say all he wants about how, oh, no, I want to win. But until he quits force-feeding people the ball with two seconds to go on a shot clock. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so he has the talent to probably be top three, maybe in that conversation, top two once a couple other people get a little bit older. But until he kind of starts chasing those stats yeah. and actually shows up on the defensive end, I got to have him toward the end. But, I mean, that potential. And, and the frustrating thing, just because I am a Thunder fan, is you see games where he's a dominant defensive player. We saw him in a game they had to win at Houston because they were kind of fighting for their playoff life at the end of the year. Locked down James Harden in the fourth quarter to steal that game at Houston. And that was when Houston still had the one seed to play for because that wasn't sealed. 
and he just locked him down. So you see it, and that's what's so frustrating about it is because you do see it. And when he came out of UCLA, actually, like the that's only what he's known for pause, like plus plus trait that anyone had him on was defense. And after like his second year, that just hasn't yeah. been a. He was the defensive um, player of the year in the Pac-12, I believe. Both uh, One year, definitely, maybe both years. I think one year. Number eight, this dude's a top three player if he's healthy. Um, because he missed so much last year, I go Kawhi Leonard at eight instead of, like I said, healthy he's top three. But because of the injury, he kind of falls back. I've argued when he's healthy, he could be top two. Um and I know some other people have argued that as well. But because we don't know what Kawhi is yet, I'll put him at number eight. Number seven. I have Kawhi at seven. Same reasons. When he is, I mean, he's the best defender in basketball yeah. when he's healthy at mm-hmm. this point. And, I mean, we'll see how much of it – obviously he has immense talent, but it's kind of how much of it is him and how much of it is Popovich and the Spurs this year. But, I mean, it's all there for him to pretty much control the East. Yeah, I mean, they might not be the Raptors, probably aren't the best team as a whole, but he's the best player in the East now if he's healthy. For sure. Uh, well, actually, I'm not going to say for sure because I have one guy ahead of him in the East. But my number seven was actually Russell Westbrook, so we kind of flipped those two. Um, the thing, Russ, like you said, he's amazing. He'll get you, you know, 25, 10, and 10. That's what he's got you the last three years. The rebounding as a guard is unreal because guards don't really rebound. Um, but like you said, I would like to see him play defense more instead of just when he wants to. And the other thing is, um, shot selection. There's a lot of times that he'll just pull up and jack a three when it's like the dude's backpedaling, just run past him. Like you got him beat, just get to the basket. No one can stop him from getting to the basket. And that's, what's frustrating about it when he pulls up and jacks those threes. So Russell at seven, number six, uh, number six, I'm going Steph Curry, uh, offensive genius. Yeah. Yes. Jet putting it up from everywhere, great creator for his team. But, I mean, again, kind of a theme right now, not playing a lot of defense. Yeah. I mean, he gets the steals, but that's more of well, a – And that's why you're not top three. Right. You know? And that's – you know, his steals and his occasional blocks are more of a product of yeah. Draymond and Clay's defense, yeah. and he kind of sneaks in there. But, yeah. I mean, his impact, not just on the Warriors, but on the NBA as a whole with mm-hmm. him shooting – threes from 30 to 35 feet out has just changed yeah. the game. And I actually had Steph at six too. Um, offensively, he's amazing. Um, people argue the greatest shooter of all time. He's up there. I mean, definitely. He, he, I would say definitely the greatest um, off the dribble shooter of all time. Um, his percentage wise, percentage wise, he's not. Even I don't even know if he's top ten percentage wise. I think he's up there, he's but definitely up there, yeah. but uh, there's some other people that I would take as just a spot up shooter over mm-hmm. him. But as far as like off the dribble and stuff, yeah. And then like you said, his distance and it's unreal. Number five, number five, I'm going James Harden. Uh, pretty much everything you say about Steph applies here. Yeah. He just kind of does it in a little bit different manner yeah. with the way he drives and draws fouls and that Euro yeah. step. He's a little more gifted at the rim because he's bigger. He's bigger and he has that uh, kind of that old man game where he mm-hmm. controls the speed. And yeah, <laughs> he does. He does for sure. My number five, I want Giannis Antetokounmpo from the Bucks. I, I mean, this dude, he's unreal. Like he averaged like what twenty five and ten last year, and yeah. I think five assists. And then the crazy thing is, is he still doesn't have a jump shot yet. And my friend is like, "Well, he's gonna have a drop off year because he doesn't have a jump shot." And I'm like. You don't think they don't know he doesn't have a jump shot now, and he's still getting he still he still gets to the rim whenever he wants. Well, because it takes him like four steps to go from one baseline yeah, exactly. to the other. He is unreal. Uh, he's really literally Greek freak because he is freak. Mm-hmm. Um, and and his mid range jumper is starting to come along. Mm-hmm. We'll see how the three point. I don't think he has a horrible shot release. Um. But I did see he bulked up a lot this summer, so I, I think this dude is unreal. And he's a guy that now we're getting into the guys who can kind of dominate defensively and offensively. Yeah. He can. Now I have another guy on my list that doesn't ever dominate defensively, but <laughs> we'll wait. Number four. Uh, that's where I have Giannis. Um, and his jump shot, even though it's not obviously up to par of the rest of his game, mm-hmm. it's a little bit better than like it's – yeah. Thought of, I mean, I it's improving. Sh- I think he showed about twenty. I think he showed twenty nine percent from three. I think last yeah, year around there. And uh, I mean, they've got. Uh, I'm gonna mispronounce his last name, Mike 
Budenholzer mm-hmm, there now. Right. Uh, and so that's going to – I think that's really going to help him a lot. And that's going to open up the offense because before the everyone kind of stand around and let Giannis work didn't really – I mean, it got him points, but now, I mean, he'll be running off pin downs and stuff, and I think he's going to take that next step. He's been in the league long enough. He's bulked up. It's, he's kind of in that range where you expect to see that leap from the people who are as physically gifted and crazy talented as he is. Yeah, actually, I slided him. He actually averaged 27 points last year. I said 25, so he was giving you 27, shot 53% from the field. Right, and he shot, he shot 31 from three. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, my number four actually had James Harden. That's the guy I was saying that doesn't actually ever dominate defensively, but – Offensively, he is right up there with Durant, with Irving, with uh, Curry, all of them just right up there. He is uh, – he's incredible. For just one second, Harden, again, another former Thunder player mm-hmm. who played great defense when he came into the league. Yeah. Like when they made the run to the finals, he was, was who they were putting on LeBron to stop yeah, him. He, put, he was put on Kobe a lot in that era too. Yeah, and now he – forgot now he flops yeah yeah <laughs> I, I think a lot of it is just once you become such a dominant offense player there's like eh, who cares about unless you're kobe you quit caring. yeah yeah pretty much <laughs> lebron when he was in his prime was an amazing defender now i think we'll see this year i think so much of his non-defensive last year was just he literally had to score saved himself a little bit assist rebounds and not just assist he didn't have a guy that could create his own shot right. last year he had to do everything he had to create he had to make sure that he got it to him in a position where they could just catch it and shoot it. Because if they had to catch and do something, they were done. Or catch and drive straight to the basket. Exactly. He, not, he, he didn't have anyone who could beat anyone. Yeah, exactly. Um, anyways, number three. Uh, number three, despite this man's claims, I have him at number three, Anthony Davis. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not the best. I think <laughs> him or Giannis will be – they're the next number one, number two debate coming in a few years. But – Yeah. Um, what a weird – I mean, it's not even a weird time in the NBA anymore. I mean, Anthony Davis kind of ushered in the era of the unicorn, it is. I guess. I mean, he's what, 7'1", seven, 7'2"? Seven, I don't know how tall he is. Anthony I think, Davis? I think he's listed 6'10", but he's clearly not I think six, he's 6'11", six, 7'0". Seven he's probably. about 7'1". Seven seven it's one. like Durant. Durant's yeah. listed as 6'9", but he, he, says, he tells you I'm actually 7'. Yeah, he just didn't want to be a center. Yeah. Uh, but and then <laughs> – then now that they're playing, actually playing him as a center and not pairing him with a bigger guy, I think that's going to push Anthony Davis. And no one can impact the defensive. I mean, outside of Gobert, no one out no. impacts the defensive end like Anthony Davis. Yeah, I mean, he's amazing on defense, amazing on offense. He's he's just incredible. He's shooting threes now. Yeah, he's shooting threes now. Um, there's not much more you can say about him. The only thing is, is he does still get injured from time to time. He does. Um and, and yeah, they're little knickknack injuries, but they still happen. Um, they add up. Yeah, I mean, in his career, this is the games he's played: 64, 67, 68, 61, 75, 75. So last two years have been a little better. Um, he shot fifty three percent last year, pretty good. Thirty four percent from three, like you say, he's starting to shoot the three. Eighty three percent from the free throw line, which is really good, especially for a big guy. Eleven rebounds. Um. Almost three blocks a game and got you 28 points and got you 28 points last year or the year before that. I mean, um, yeah, the, I would like to see him a little more efficient. 53 is good, but for a post player, he should be a little higher in my opinion. I mean, he is pulling out from that he, range a little bit more. So he is. I mean, he is starting, and he is. I mean, if they took out that 34 percent from three, I mean, it's probably a little bit closer that 58 percent range. 56. So he's he's doing pretty good. He's doing pretty good, and he's my number three also. Um, just like you said, he can dominate offensively, defensively. He's really good. Number two. Uh, number two, going with KD. Um, I mean, he's always – I mean, he was pretty much crowned the number two about on his second, third year in the league. Once Kobe yeah. was clearly not up. Yeah. One Kobe anymore, I KD. think he – the year they went to the finals in 2012 is when you started hearing that this dude is when KD 2012. Went, they went toe-to-toe yeah. to toe with Kobe, and he – yeah, he got the best. Uh, I mean, he he is a human being who was built in a lab to score points on a basketball court. Mm-hmm. I mean, no, I mean his dribble gets a little loose sometimes, but I mean yeah. he's seven feet tall, running that fast. It's going to happen to anybody. And now he's playing defense and better shot creator. Now that he's with the Warriors, just that's kind of opened up a lot of 
little things that you always saw flashes of. You're seeing the best was, version of him because he's got Steph, who a lot of people consider the best shooter. Clay's a top three shooter. Top three shooter and a wildly underrated defender. Yeah. You have Draymond, who does a little bit of everything. Yeah. I mean, they've unlocked him to be able to – like, he's the trump card. Like, he he might not be the Warriors' best at anything, but yeah. now he's their number two with, like, everything. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And number two is Kevin Durant for me, too. Probably the greatest score in NBA history, just because we haven't seen a guy seven feet that plays like a guard and is a guard, basically. Um, he was a shooting guard his one year with the Seattle exactly. Sonics. Yeah. He's got the handle. He's got the three. He can pull up from 30. He can get to the rim. Um, he's not a great playmaker in terms of passing and doing that. I think a lot of his assists now are just because he's kicking it to Steph mm-hmm. and he's an amazing three-point shooter, right. or he's kicking to Clay and he's an amazing three-point shooter. You see some of the reads occasionally, but he doesn't He doesn't have like that next-level playmaking like yeah. LeBron or yeah. Larry Bird or any of the other four like great yeah. forwards. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Defensively, he's still not an excellent defender. Now, people always talk about how great of a defensive player he is. He well, is defense, great when he locks in, but he just yeah. does it until the playoffs. The thing is, he's a really good help defender now. He, he helped defends well, block shots. But I saw this. Defensive rating rates you as an individual, not with the players around you, just you as an individual. Kevin Durant ranked 88 last year in the NBA, which isn't bad. LeBron was 309th, which we talked about how he doesn't play great defense anymore. But he was 88th. You know who was 77th? Carmelo Anthony. I think that – well, that's because Melo, the way the Thunder used him was they, they put, put him on, on the guy player. in the corner who wasn't yeah, move. But I'm just saying that he's still not a great defender, Durant, but he's, he's, he's good at help defense, which he didn't do in Oklahoma City. Number one. Uh, number one. Uh, to steal a quote from my favorite television, one of my favorite television shows, The Wire, the king stays the king. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do think we're starting to get toward the end of LeBron being the clear-cut number one. two or three years away. I mean, it depends. It's we'll on see its way. how much these past couple of super heavy usage, high-minute seasons catch up to him. I mean, he's about to be uh, – is it 34 he'll be this year? Or is I he believe 34, yeah. I mean, you don't see people hang around much after 35 and still be. But I will say this. If anyone could, it's going to be. Yeah, because you usually don't see someone at 33 putting up the stats he put up last year. You know, I mean, and and my number one is LeBron. Just because offensively as a whole, he's probably the best offensive player in basketball. As a whole. And the way he impacts the game goes beyond that box score. Because, I mean, unless you have. Kawhi on him, or maybe Jimmy Butler, or if you know Giannis yeah. takes a step, he's getting past whoever isn't exactly. Front of him. Yeah, and so that creates a whole scenario that has to rotate, help defense. Like, uh, and, and we see him when he has to. He's an amazing defender too. Like we said, now later in his career, he's not going to play as great defense anymore. But there's moments he does still locks down. We saw it definitely in the playoffs, but. 54% from the field last year, 37 from three. He was 60% from two. Not uh, Eight rebounds, 8.6, so basically nine rebounds, nine assists, and 28 points last year. I mean, that's just – he's the king. <laughs> like you said, he's the king. Unreal at 33. So, yes, I got LeBron also. All right, MVP this year. Who wins it? Going with Giannis. Giannis said, yeah. I think he's going to take the leap and – you know, I think combined with obviously he's he got buzz last year, but then the team kind of tailed off toward the end, and Harden had his ridiculous year. But he'll make a jump. I think the Bucks will be a lot better too, and that will help him. Which also some of that will come from LeBron moving to the West. Yeah, but they'll make a jump. He'll do a little bit more of everything, and we'll see him jump. And you know, when you look at the other people who are on there who have won recent MVPs, Steph and Durant are going to split votes. Yeah. We don't know. I mean, you, we just assume the Lakers aren't going to be as good, and LeBron may take some more time off, maybe distribute a little bit more to kind of see what these young guys have. Mm-hmm. You know, Westbrook's going to miss time at the beginning of the year. You know, you don't see repeat yeah. MVPs that often. So, I mean, who's left? Anthony Davis, Giannis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I actually have LeBron winning it, and this is why because they won, Lakers won, what, 35 games last year? 
think it was thirty six, but yes. Yeah, so they're gonna they're gonna take it. I think they're gonna obviously. Well, obviously, I think they're gonna be in the playoffs. So if they're around like a four, five seed, they're gonna look at that. Obviously, LeBron's gonna have his stats that he always has, and then they're also gonna look at the Cavs fall all the way out of the playoffs, most likely. And I think that accumulation is and. People are going to remember what he did this past year in the finals, even though you should remember it, but you do. You're still going to remember how amazing he was, and I think LeBron will finally get his fifth MVP that he should already have. Um, yeah, I think we went over that the last time we talked yeah, MVP. you can win it any time. <laughs> he could win it every year. Same with Michael when he was in his prime. Defensive player of the year. Going to Anthony Davis here. Um, I mean, really, this is kind of – there's just a handful of people who can really win this award, and it's a healthy Kawhi, yep. Rudy Gobert, Anthony Davis right now. And yeah. I mean, Anthony Davis is acting like he's out to prove something, and, I mean. Joel Embiid is another one that could win if it. If he plays more than, like, yeah. 40 games. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'm going with Anthony Davis, that athletic freak, and I think they're kind of going to unleash him a little bit more, yeah. I guess, like let him patrol the paint, block shots, and I think he's yeah. going to put up some crazy stats. I actually defense player of the year was Anthony Davis for me too. I think, like I said, I, he can dominate defensively, offensively. Um, now I would like to see. Yes, Boogie got hurt towards the end of the year, so we saw it a little bit. But I want to see if his defense takes a hit because he's going to have to do so much more offensively. I don't think it will because he's still young. So and they I do think have Miritich, which they do. Yeah, and Julius Randle's there now. So I'm a big fan of Randle. Yeah, yeah, I am too. So. I got Anthony Davis also. Rookie of the year. Uh, rookie of the year. This is a man who in about, I think, in about eight years, we'll be talking to him. He's possibly the best player in the NBA, Luka Doncic. Okay. <laughs> I'm uh, one of those. <laughs> yeah. I'm all in on this guy. Yeah. And a lot of rookie of the year voting doesn't always come down to just true talent. It comes down to opportunity. Yeah. And he's going to have a lot of it this yeah. year. I mean, the Mavs. Kind of a whole new look yep. this year. And I th- and they're, him and Dennis Smith Jr. are going to have that one-two ball handling. And even – I mean, he's definitely the most advanced of the rookies given yeah. how long he's been playing professionally overseas. And his passing is amazing. It's, if you haven't yeah, watched really videos good. of him passing, go watch it. I think he may struggle a little bit early on just because of the different level of physicality. But he's going to put up solid numbers, and I think he takes that award. Okay, I'm going. So last year, before the year, I said Jason Tatum needs to be your first pick in the draft, and he probably should have been. And he was up for Rookie of the Year. And if it wasn't for Mitchell just coming out of nowhere, when he him and uh, well Ben Simmons won it because he was a rookie, rookie again. <laughs> if Mitchell doesn't have the year he has, just an, an amazing year. You know, you're talking about Tatum probably winning it. Well, this year I've been preaching this guy shouldn't have gone number one even though I think Aiton is incredible, but I thought Marvin Bagley should have went number one. I think he ends up winning Rookie of the Year. The Kings have a lot of young talent. I love it. Frank Mason's there. De'Aaron Fox is there. Buddy Hield's there. Harry Giles, Marvin uh, Bagley, Willie Cauley-Stein's still there. Uh, Bogdanovich is still there. And that's one, that's one reason I wouldn't, I'd say, maybe they got some temper Bagley just because of how many big men they have. They do. Like I think they have like – seven people who are listed as a power forward or center. I think they've uh, in preseason dabbled with Bagley at small forward. Yeah, that's right. just not going to yeah. work at all. So he definitely has the talent. It's just kind of – it's that rotation. they got to figure it out for sure. All right, East standings. Who gets eighth? I have the Pistons. I think they sneak in. The bottom of the East is yeah, weird it's bad. again. It's bad. And they got a full season of Blake uh, – Reigning coach of the year now. Yeah. The helm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's true. Uh, it's going to be interesting. There's definitely going to be some learning curve there with uh, Drummond and Blake. Yeah. But I mean, they have the talent, and the bottom of the East is not great. I think they get that eight seed this year. I agree. I had the Pistons at eight. Also, big issue with them last year was injuries. Even when they got Blake, I mean, Reggie Jackson was out, and um, um, Stanley Johnson was out some. So. I think that if they can get stay healthy, I think they got a, a path to the eight seed. Number seven. I'm going with the Heat here. Okay. Um, D Wade gets it done. D Wade. Uh, I was going <laughs> to say more Justice Winslow, but uh, <laughs> yeah. And uh, Bam, you know they got a bunch of young guys. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of a weird team too because they have a lot of overpaid upper mid level guys. Mm. But I mean, again, bottom of the East is weird. 
they have a good coach. I think it's kind of a little bit of a you know good way, run for Wade and his yeah. career kind of spurs them on a little bit. And then you never know; they could swing a deal for Jimmy Butler, and then they end up for much sure. higher on this list. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, number seven, I got the Wizards. Um, I think they get in again. Jeff Green was a pretty big, not like a massive signing, but come off your bench. We saw him last year. Um, he was probably the second best player in the Cavs last year, even over wow. Kevin Love because of how well he played. So now I think a lot of that was playing with LeBron, but still they got him. Um, so I got them at seven, number six. I have the Wizards at six, um, and despite what is said about him in the media and by his teammates. Dwight Howard is a better player than mm-hmm. Marcin Gortat. Yeah. It's kind of weird those two are still yeah. attached after all I these know. years. But... Yeah, back playing in Orlando <laughs> together. But if him and Wall and Beal can coexist, this team has a ton of talent and end up with at least a six seed. But they always get hit with injuries. So Their starting lineup is good. Wall, Beal, Porter, uh, Morris, and Howard, that's a solid starting five. And then Green off your bench, that's six guys that are pretty good. And Sadoransky. Sadoransky, I was just about to say, <laughs> he, he played pretty well last year also. So there's seven at least, and that's just off the top of our head. Number six, I got the Heat. One of the underrated guys coming back is Deion Waiters. People didn't talk about it. He did not really – I don't know if he played a game last year because of injury. He, he might have played a couple. couple. We got hurt, but he had a big year two years ago. He's back finally. I do think the Heat are going to end up getting a deal for Jimmy Butler, but obviously that I'm not putting that into my projections. If I did, Heat would obviously be higher. But, but I got them at six with who they got right now. Number five. Number five. Just one second. Uh, yeah, I'm going with the Pacers there. Okay. I actually think I have put nine people on my Eastern Conference list, <laughs> and I started with number nine. <laughs> no, I didn't. Okay. Yeah, good? yeah. We're going good. I forgot how to count. But, yeah, I'm going with the Pacers <laughs> there. Um, this is where that kind of log jam happens uh-huh. in the East, and they are a good team. Oladipo finally showed what everyone thought he was when yeah. uh, Magic drafted him all those years ago. Miles Turner, he's – been posting the Instagram pics. So I'm in the best shape of my life. Yeah, maybe he is, and we'll see. <laughs> and uh, Zabonis looked good in spurts yeah. last year. So I mean, they have a solid young core. They do. We'll see if it kind of they continue to come together. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, I think they're kind of that middle of the pack team. That I think they fall anywhere from three to seven. I'm not sure. You know, I think this whole middle pack is separated by just a handful of games. Yeah, yeah. I got Pacers at five. I do think they take a little bit of a step back. Because Oladipo just came out of nowhere, but I don't know if he can keep that up because history says he's not that player. So we'll see. I think he's a really good player. Um, so, but but we'll see. So I got them at five, four. This is where I have the Sixers. Um, I get everyone has all in on the Sixers. Ben Simmons, greatest player ever, all that <laughs> stuff. The man can't shoot. When you're going to be, they're legitimately going to be relying on their center for floor spacing. Like no one on that team outside of Embiid and Reddick has a history of making threes at an above average clip. Mm-hmm. And you saw in the playoffs, Brad Stevens knew that and just forced them to shoot threes and they didn't make them and they lost that series very easily. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of it hinges now if Markel Fultz comes back and is what I everyone, think he's going to be good. Because, I mean, I thought he – was going to be great, and I he too. forgot how to shoot. Yeah, but so it looks like he's got it back. Or at least somewhat back. Yeah. If he gets that shot back, obviously they can make a jump. But with this current roster construction and everything, I think they're another one of those middle-of-the-pack teams that, while they have a lot of talent, they also have a pretty glaring and easy-to-exploit easy weakness that mm-hmm. the smart teams will take advantage of. Yeah. I think the number four is the Bucks. I think – Budenholzer finally gets the most out of this team. It's a very talented team. Um, it's not just Giannis and some scrubs. You've got a squad finally. Well, you've had a squad, but I don't think they've been coached great. They have a great coach now. Um, and I think if they bring that system that they had in Atlanta when they were winning 60 games of a lot of passing, but then you have Giannis to dominate a game down the stretch, I think you're in good shape. And that's why I got them at four. Number three. I have the Bucks at three. For all the reasons you said, plus I think Chris Middleton Middleton is criminally underrated. Mm-hmm. He is a very solid number two. Bledsoe is the potential still there. I don't know. He showed yep. his flashes when he was with the Bucks, but Brogdon's really good. Brogdon, uh, former rookie of the year. You got Brooke Lopez who learned how to shoot threes. Yes. A couple Don years Maker ago. had a really solid year. 
Matthew Deladova is still there. They got Ilyasova there now. They Very drafted uh, Divincenzo. Divincenzo, yeah, Cinzo, uh, yeah, from, uh, from Villanova. The big ragu, yes. Uh, they still have <laughs> they still have John Henson. Um, Trayvon Duvall is a guy they picked up. There's a uh, lot of pieces there. And a, a better coach, and Giannis taking the next step. I mean, even at three seed, I mean, the sky's the limit for that team. I mean, Giannis may be if you know they unlock that last little bit. Yeah, that in, in him, he could be one of the most unstoppable players we've ever seen in the NBA. Yeah, for sure. Uh, number three, I actually, I'm going to go uh, Philly on this one. Uh, so we switched those a little bit. Um, I still think they're probably the clear cut three. Um, I think we'll see a lot of improvement from them um, this year. Um, I think MB will play more. So I got them at three. And actually, I was looking up the Wizards roster. Um, so they got Beal. Lavoy Allen's not horrible. He's a pretty decent player. But Troy Brown Jr. had a big freshman year at Oregon. That's why he's in the pros. Jeff Green, Dwight Howard. Um, Eon Mahimi, forgot about Which him. Which he actually looks like he could be starting the first month or so because Dwight Howard might be a little banged up. Yeah, they still got Jody Meeks, good three point shooter. Markeith Morris, we forgot Kelly Oubre. I could not remember his name. I was trying to bring him up, but yeah. I couldn't remember. They got Austin Rivers. Which you don't, I mean, at least you, he, you, he, he, he can play. You don't know what to make of Austin Rivers. And still. then Sadoransky, John Wall. So they got a team that, let's see, they can go one, two, Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. They could go eleven deep, really, honestly. Biggest, they won't, but they could. Their biggest weakness may be Scott Brooks as yeah. head coach. Just how does he manage the, all of that? Mm-hmm. For sure. Number two. Number two of the Raptors. Um, they were close. They made the bold move, switching possibly, you know, the most popular player. Since Vince Carter yeah. in Toronto for Kawhi Leonard, who, if he does what they think he's going to do, will become the most popular player yeah. since exactly. Vince Carter. I mean, they still have – I mean, basically the whole team's back besides DeRozan and the yeah. other guy who was traded for Kawhi, who yeah. I can't remember um, his name. Portal. Yes. Portal. Yeah. I mean, the complete team, especially if Kawhi's back, plays mm-hmm. his lockdown defense. Him and uh, Kyle Lowry and you know Danny Green's there, another solid defender who can shoot the three. They have a lot of potential, but it's also a lot of unknowns. For sure. For sure. I'm uh, I'm trying to look this up because I believe last year um, – it's not let me look it up. But I believe last year Toronto led the NBA in bench scoring. They were one of the more deep teams. If they weren't one, last they were two. Yeah, they were right there. And they had the best record they've ever had in franchise history. And literally they switched DeRozan for – Kawhi, pretty much, because Cardinal played a little bit, not much. And then they added Danny Green also. So I think they're going to be really good, like really, really good. And the only thing that held them back in the past, the guy's not there anymore. LeBron's not in the East. He's out West. So I got them number two also like you do, but I think they're going to be really good. Um, number one, we both got Boston. They're deep. They're everything should be great I mean, about who Boston. Who doesn't want that starting five? Yeah, it's going to be injuries again, and it seems like it's been injuries for three or four years for Boston. But if they can stay healthy, they'll be good. I mean, they had Isaiah Thomas get hurt when they were the one seed, and I mean, all of those injuries and all of these draft picks have led them to have such a deep team. That I mean, last year they lost what you know, whoever thought would be their two best players, which I mean, healthy yeah. they still most likely are. They're two you best. You could argue Tatum, right? The but but Hayward and Kyrie. I mean, and they still made it. We're within probably what five minutes of making it to the finals. Yeah, really. if it wasn't for LeBron James, just having. A, I mean, he's Being just the best. He's just great. Yeah. <laughs> West number eight. Great. Right, I'm going with the Nuggets. They were close right. last year. I'm going Nuggets too. Close last year, and now they'll have a full season of Paul Millsap. Yep. Plus, they added Isaiah Thomas. Yeah. Couple they young, can score. Their younger players are with gonna, anyone, really. Maybe even the Warriors and Rockets because they can they score. Can score. The only issue is they, they don't, don't stop anyone. No, they do not. Even their big man does not stop anyone. No, but he is a, he's really good. Watching Jokic. him pass out of the post is yeah. wildly impressive. That's amazing. <laughs> I have Nuggets also. Uh, number seven, I went Spurs. Number seven, I went Blazers. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, obviously that's a big drop from their three seed of last year, but mm. that was kind of a magical run that I don't think happened. Yeah, and really, 
the three through six were like within a half a game. Yeah. So they could have been six and they got three. Right. Yeah. And I mean, like I said about when I was talking about Lillard earlier, he has that thing to take over games. Yeah. They have CJ McCollum, the king of the mid range, and Evan Turner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they have a lot of little things. And the bottom, that portion of the West from like probably seven through 12 is very clumped together. And they are. one or two things, and it, you know, I can it miss all five of these teams. So. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I went Spurs just because DeRozan. I mean, they were they made the playoffs last year without Kawhi because he only played like nine games. You add DeRozan. Um, now losing Jonathan Murray is going to hurt. I think losing Tony Parker and Ginobili is actually going to help because I think they kind of felt obligated to play them when really I don't think they're NBA players. Um, that, I mean, they weren't bad. They they weren't NBA rotational players. Right. How about that? They were spot players. They were. Um, so I think that was going to help. Now losing Murray, who I think it was on his way to be maybe not a star, but he was a really good. He was point approaching guard. that place to where you could like, yeah. start expecting maybe he'll make that next step and become yeah. a star. And I think DeRozan and Aldridge will play really well together. And Pops mm-hmm. maybe the greatest coach of all time. Yeah, I left actually killed me. I left him off the list. I would have put him toward the bottom, yeah. but when they lost Murray for the full season and then lost his backup for the first two months. And they lost Lonnie Walker for the first two yeah. months. That, you know, that part is just gonna be so thin that even with DeRozan, Pop, and Aldridge, I don't. And because it's gonna be so close, one or two things don't go, go quite right. I think they miss out barely. But yeah. you know, if Pop ends up with the two seed, I'm also not gonna be surprised. Yeah, exactly. Popovich. Exactly. <laughs> Number six, I went Trailblazers. Pretty much same reasons you went. Yeah, I went uh, Pelicans oh, there. Yeah. Um, you know, the top of the West is stacked. It is. And uh, Anthony Davis is very good, but there are a lot of pieces that they're, they've interchanged. Yeah. They're trying to make Alfred Payton Rondo. They're trying to make, I mean, Julius Randle is kind of be a yeah. boogie-esque presence. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, I mean, they're obviously very talented, and I wouldn't want to run into them in the playoffs, but I don't think they put together a long enough stretch to go up higher in the standings. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Number five, I do think the Jazz take a step back, even though I still got them five like they finished last year, but I do think they take a step back um, because I think they had a magical run without Hayward, and you see teams do this, like have an amazing run right when a player leaves, like, Durant leaves and the Thunder have a magical run that year. Now Westbrook just played out of his mind. Uh, but really, talent-wise, that team shouldn't have made the playoffs. Um, and it should have been a fringe playoff. Yeah, and, and then you saw last year people were like, man, you, you can't even win as many games with George and Melo as you did the year before. And it's just because everyone, when Durant left, upped their game by so much. And then everyone went back down to earth where they should have been for the next season. So I do think they're going to fall back a little bit, even though I still have them as the five seed. I have the Jazz at five too. Um, same thing you said. Plus Donovan Mitchell isn't sneaking sneaking up on anybody yeah. this year. And when you have two true post pay, post players like they do in Gobert and Favors, it still creates spacing issues. And that's and Gobert can easily be exploited out on the perimeter, which we've seen many times. And I feel bad for the guy when he yeah. gets taken out there, but yeah, you know. The, <laughs> They need one or two more things to really kind of get into that elite conversation, but they're so good defensively, so well coached, and have an explosive player that I mean, they're still right there in the middle of everything. Yeah, for sure. Number four, I went Lakers. Um, you know, this is a strange team because the meme team they don't really have yeah, but they don't really have great shooters. They got some really decent shooters. But I think defensively, this team's going to be really good. Offensively, I think they're going to get out and run. And also, they've got four or five guys that can really pass the ball, and that helps you get easy baskets. Will they be able to shoot the three? Probably not, but they might be able to get you easy baskets here or there. I like the, I like this Lakers team. I really do. I also have the Lakers at four, and – What's kind of weird about this is, like, obviously their identity is we're LeBron's team. Yeah. But, like, every LeBron team has kind of had, like, an identity. You know, like the Heat get out there, run and gun, kind of showtime. Yeah. You know, the big three, once they got back to Cleveland with him and Kyrie. And kind of a lot of show with Kevin Love as their other option. You don't know what this team's identity is. Like, there's – I think – I heard you know, LeBron handpicked a lot of these players. And if you look at the guys he picked – 
I mean, JaVale's not the smartest person, but the, a lot of them are really high IQ players. A lot of them are really good defensive players, and a lot of them can switch defensively. So I think he's thinking against Gold State. To stop the three, you're going to have to switch and not be in a mismatch every time you switch. And so I, I like I like this team. I mean, it's an interesting team, and it's been said on by a lot of people. Usually with LeBron, the team you start with in October is not the team you take into the playoffs. So yeah. who knows how many of these people are still on this Lakers team yeah. come the end of May. But I think you're going to see Ingram sky this year. I think he's going to have a big I year. I think Ingram is like the next one of the yeah. next great players. I do too. Up. It's just taking him a little bit longer than everyone thought. Yeah, would. yeah, for sure. Number three, I went Thunder. Um, right, this is getting boring. We're having the same. Yeah, people. Do we have the same here? <laughs> Well, the reason why I'm with Thunder, I mean, it's kind of addition by subtraction. You're you're losing Melo, but I think getting Dennis Schroeder back was incredible. It's, I don't know big. how you got that guy. I mean, he yeah, averaged yeah. like 20 points last year. He's your backup point guard. Netherlands Noel, you got him also. Um, I like I like where Jeremy Grant is headed. Uh, yeah. Um, I think eventually you're going to get Robertson back, so that's going to help. Um, I really like this Thunder team. Um. I think they're one of the deeper Thunder teams we've had, honestly. They're probably the most complete Thunder team since that one that made the finals run when you had Young Harden and yeah. Durant, Westbrook, Athletic, Ibaka. Yeah, for sure. You know, all those guys. Like, you kind of – this is definitely the most complete team since then. It might even be more complete than that one. They just don't have as many, like, stars, but it's – Yeah, I know, for sure. Um, they don't have – Great shooting again, which kind of worries me, but um, they're very good defensively. When they I mean, should Paul, be really good defensively. Once Robertson comes back, I mean, Paul George can lock down a number one yeah. option, and so can Robertson. But Robertson's so. even better than that. So yeah. you can put him on the one and freeze Paul George up to take out a number two. All of a sudden, Westbrook's guarding like the third best perimeter option, which he can do even when he's not paying attention. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. And so we both had Thunder. And Steven Adams also, I feel, gets kind of overlooked in the midst of all yeah. of this. And he's an amazing player that just doesn't he get really the credit is. he deserves. Yeah, and that's how he likes it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number two, I think this team's also going to take a step back. Losing a reason was big. Like we said, addition by subtraction with the Thunder, well, you got Carmelo. <laughs> so I do think the Rockets take a step back at our number two. I also have the Rockets at number two. But I think the big thing that hurts them is with those players they lost, yeah, they lose, you know, four or five more games during the regular season. Who cares? I think that ends up catching up to them more in the playoffs when you don't have those guys like Mbamute and Ariza who can switch on everybody. Ariza hits the three. Now you have to hope Melo plays defense, yeah. which isn't going to happen. Exactly. We have, what, 12 years of proof that he isn't going to play defense well, at this point. And versus the Warriors, <laughs> they just went and beat them up, switched everything, and it really hurt, affected them. And if you could argue if Chris Paul is healthy, they win that series. And you could also argue that if Andre Iguodala had got hurt. Exactly. But, and then that's another thing. Chris Paul is another year older. He's still the point god, but yeah. he is another year older and might – same thing with LeBron. You can already kind of see it with Chris Paul. He's lost a little yeah. bit, but it's when does that big drop off come? You know yeah. it's coming. It's coming. Which sucks because I loved yeah. watching I Chris too. Paul like my whole life. <laughs> now, we both have obviously Warriors number one. I do think, though, because they've been to three or four, they, they've been to four straight. Durant's been to three straight or will be to three yeah. straight, in my opinion, <laughs> but they've been to four straight. I do think there are going to be some games they lose that they should lose, kind of like last year where they won, like, what, 57 games, and it was like, are you serious? Like, you're you so 57 much... games? What are you doing? Like, they're not going to care at all games, so they very well could finish second. Yeah. But I, if they, I'm assuming they're going to play to their ability, and so they should be one. I mean, I think they end up at one. Same thing. I think they kind of finish in that same, like, 57 yeah. to 60 win range. But, I mean, if the Rockets take a step back, that's the number yeah. one seed. The one team I could say that makes a Rocket-style leap like that, I don't know if they'll win that many games. I think the Thunder could do something like that. I think if they weren't dealing with injuries to kick off the year, like Russ may miss the first couple weeks. Robertson's yeah. out for, I think, till January. If I had to guess, 
Russ is playing week first game of the year. I mean, if it's up to Russ, he's playing week one. But if other people, I know he's had say, this surgery before, and I mean, he had those three surgeries in one yeah, year. Yeah, this so. is a this is actually people freak out about this cleanup surgery he had. He actually does it almost every summer. Yeah, it's so, just the timing was a little bit yeah, different. Yeah. All right, uh, conference final. We got ten minutes, man, and then we get cut off. <laughs> We're doing pretty good. Conference finals, East. It's Celtics Raptors. Two best teams make it to the make it there. Who wins it? It's Celtics winning. They're just too too deep, too many weapons. Yeah. Kawhi can't cover everybody. Yeah, <laughs> Celtics Raptors. I think that goes seven, and I very almost picked Toronto, but I will go Boston because of depth. But I think and Toronto can seven, win that game. And game seven in the Garden. In Boston, West. On Warriors and Thunder. I think, you know, like I said, I think it hurts the Rockets once they hit the playoffs. They get through that first couple rounds on sheer on James Harden. But once yeah. you run into people who can defend and score, all of a sudden you're like, man, I wish we still had Ariza. Mm-hmm. Thunder get past them, ends up with Warriors Thunder. In the- and how many games? I think it goes five. Because, I mean, I think – Warriors are great, and by then they'll have Boogie. And, you know, Westbrook, even though I've kind of ragged on him, not yeah. just on this podcast, but over like the last yeah. eight years of his career, um, he has those games every now and then where he's not going to let the team lose this game. Yeah. But then the next game he says the same thing. He shoots his team out of the game. Yeah. But So I think they'll get one, but I think it is five. I actually have Warriors Thunder also, so we actually agreed on both of them. I have Warriors in six, so I think they're going six. Boston's going seven. Warriors Boston, who wins it? I think the Warriors take it, but I think it's I think it's six games, and I think it's a close six yeah. games because as good of a coach as Steve Kerr is, Brad Stevens is the next Greg Popovich in my opinion, and he has more depth. Like obviously he doesn't have the yeah. stars of Steph, Clay, KD, but overall can, he's got more. You depth. can bring Marcus Smart off the bench to go bother Steph for yeah. eighteen minutes, like yeah, for sure. <laughs> Boston Warriors, I, I got Warriors in six also. Um, we will see how good of a coach Kerr is because I will say he was gifted an amazing roster when he first started. Then he was gifted Durant. So No, he's gifted Boogie. Yeah, we'll see if once he loses some of those guys, how well they do. One thing I would but watch I out for Warriors. with the Warriors is it was obvious last year Iggy was taking a step back. He was starting to kind yep. of – Livingston taking a step back. Which they hurts lose me. Nick Young. I loved Iguodala his whole career. Yeah. And like we said at the beginning, all these people we watched growing up are retiring. Yeah. He's – one on of those way. guys, and that's it's way. sad to see, but yeah, for he, sure, he can still have an impact, but it's just yeah. he can't be that constant impact defender spark plug anymore. Yeah, bold prediction on the season. Um, I'm gonna say that Suns will actually be in contention for a playoff spot late into the year, and if you know a few things break their way with some injuries, timely trades, or something, they could end up being like seven or eight seed. Yeah. So, like, I picked the Warriors to win, so Kevin Durant will win his third straight championship. He'll also win his third straight finals MVP, but he will not be a Warrior come 2019-2020 season. I think he is gone after this year. Where does he go? That one's tough. I've heard rumors he goes and teams up with LeBron. I don't think that happens. I I think it's New York if I had to pick the Knicks. I I think he's going to the Knicks too, actually. I think it's very possible that you see him, Kyrie, Porzingis on the Knicks. With Kevin Knox. Yeah, playing on that, that, that team. team would be great. Yeah, for sure. Uh, all right, well, that wraps that up. We will have a mid-season NFL NCAA podcast coming out on Sunday, so check that out. See you guys.